Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. We're glad that you're here with us today. We have a very, very good study today. And so we hope that you're ready to uh, join us in this week's daily bread I love you and as we get started today we want to thank each and every one of you I hope that we've had a, a blessed weekend and, uh, this is Monday February 8th in the year of our Lord 20 and 21. And so we're grateful for his blessing that he bestowed upon each and every one of us today. And we want to give God praise, glory, and honor for the things that he has done and he has wrought in our lives. And so we want to tell We want to tell him thank you uh, Because he's been that type of God And we owe God the praise We owe God the glory And I don't know about you But we need to thank the Lord In times like these and so we have a good study today. We're going to uh, go before the Lord in a brief word of prayer. And then we're going to get ready to get our sidebar. And then we're going to go into the word of the Lord. So let us remember those families in prayer. Those that are bereaved, those that are sick among us. Uh, those that are hurting. Those that may be backslidden those that may have uh, forsaken to walk with the Lord. Let's pray that God will renew them again to repentance. Let us pray that souls will be saved. People will be encouraged. Uh, people that's looking to understand more about God. They may find uh, a word of enlightenment on this Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. So we're not here to express any of our views or our personal point of view, but we're here to give you a biblical perspective. And this is why uh, we present our daily bread. Because in Matthew 6 and 11, he taught the disciples how to pray. That's not the Lord's Prayer. That's uh, a format or a pattern in which they should follow after as a guide and acknowledging God as our Father and as being holy and sovereign and being holy. 
and he's the king of the kingdom. And so we can come to him and ask him in his name and he will do it. Anything in his name, he will do it. And so we want to say to you today, let us pray. Let us pray for our pastor, Bishop Murchison, our lady Murchison, our presiding bishop, Bishop Floyd Scott, assistant presiding bishop, Bishop Dr. Charles Bennett, and Lady Bennett. Pray for my own wife, Missionary Newsom. And let us pray for all the believers that God would encourage. Let us go before his throne. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we come before thee and before thy throne, O oh God, we want to thank you for your blessing today. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we want to thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity, O oh God, to be in the midst of your presence. And Father, we just want to thank you, O oh God, for just being a holy, sovereign God. In you, we put our trust. And Father, we come to you with thanksgiving. We come, O oh God, with our hearts filled with praise today. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch those, oh God, in whom we care for and whom we're praying and interceding for, that you would touch in a special way, even through this, oh God, Bible study. Oh God, that you would open up the understanding of thy people. You would strengthen and send encouragement. And oh God, that you would upbuild the people in the kingdom of God. We pray, oh God, that every soul, God, would be subject to the higher power. Oh, God, but there be no other power except that be ordained of God. And, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, oh, God, that you would open up the understanding. And, oh, God, feed us thy word, oh, God, as we, oh, God, teach thy people thy holy word. Feed us with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that we may know how to go in and out from amongst thy people. For thy people are great people. And, Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory, honor, and praise. And we thank you for great deliverance, even now. In Jesus' name, we pray to the glory of God. Thank God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. And so that's our prayer for today, that God will uh, continue to bless and meet the needs of the people of God. And even those, if you're viewing for the first time, that God would encourage and enlighten you uh, with uh the uh, Holy Ghost experience. We want you to have the Holy Ghost experience. Amen. And so we just uh, trust and believe God that the prayer uh, that we pray uh, that the Lord will bless you to come into a greater understanding uh, of who uh, God is and uh, how we can uh, be one with him through repentance and water baptism in the name of Jesus and that we all would be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And so that's it, my friend. We want to get into our sidebar today before we get into the daily bread uh, study today. And we're going to be talking about today, just uh, so you can be meditating on it. We're going to be talking about the subject of leaving God is not an option. All right. And our subject uh, under that heading is going to be stay with it and stay on board. And so that's where we're at today because we know that we're in uh, uh, very, very difficult times. And so as I talk about my sidebar today, uh, as you know, uh, there's still a lot not only going on in our world, but there's a lot going on in our city, 
and uh, we are in sub temperatures. It's very, very cold outside. Yesterday, was, I believe it was like minus 28 or something like that during the morning hour. And then during the day, it was somewhere around minus 10, maybe minus 15. And uh, we uh, we had church on yesterday. We actually had two services and uh, we, it was a beautiful service. Both services were uh, power packed. And so we thank God for uh, just enjoying the presence of the Lord. And so we here today. Uh, uh, thankful for the Lord uh, blessing us even through these frigid temperatures. And in spite of the frigid temperatures, amen, we know that God is uh, able to help us uh, do do all the things that we need to do uh, that we may be able to serve him. And I know yesterday was uh, Super Bowl Sunday for some of us. And uh, just want to let you know that uh, even though it's been Super Bowl Sunday, you know, uh, it was, uh, I thought it was a super Sunday to serve the Lord. And so that's what we uh, kind of enjoyed, uh, you know, the presence of the Lord and the worship service and the praise and testimonies and the song, uh, the song and the hymns that were singing in church. And so we thank and praise God for that. Uh, just want to give honor to our, our Bishop, Bishop Murchison, uh, Lady Murchison, to my own wife, Missionary Newson, and to all of you uh, that are on the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. And so we want to go uh, into our daily bread today. Leaving God is not an option. Uh, stay with it and stay on board. All right. So we're going to go to some familiar passage scripture. Now, it's going to be a, uh, this is going to be a, uh, probably a part two series of this. So we may have to end up uh, doing this series um, this week and next week. We'll have to see how the Lord direct us. Uh, we're just going to go as the Lord lead us. But right now, we're going to start out uh, in the uh, first book of Timothy, chapter 4. First Timothy, chapter 4. Now, there's two books of Timothy. There's First Timothy and Second Timothy. And we're going to start out with first Timothy chapter four. Okay. So we ask that you would go with us uh, to these particular scriptures and we want to read them for your hearing. All right. So now let us, let us take a look at these scriptures. We're going to go to second Timothy. Um, I'm sorry. First Timothy. We want to go to first Timothy chapter four. All right. First Timothy chapter four reads. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hard iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God had created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified 
by the word of God and prayer. Amen. So we're going to stay with it right there. And so uh, I just wanted to, we'll be probably going back to get uh, verse number six and seven, but we're going to stop right there. Now, these were instructions. Paul was giving guidelines um, to those that he was uh, instructing. Paul was giving guidelines uh, to let us know even the time now uh, people are leaving. People are leaving church. People are leaving God. People are turning their backs on on ministry, on work uh, that God has given them to do. And we have the threat of of, uh, false teachers and uh, false doctrine like never before, spreading like wildfire. And so I want to share to the people of God, you know, beware and be on guard because Jesus warned the disciples and we're going to get, we're going to get in here later on this week. He warned them in Matthew 24. He warned them in several books uh, uh, prior to his leaving the disciples. He warned them about the unleavened bread of the Pharisees. All right. And we're not talking about natural bread. We're talking about their teaching, their doctrine. Okay. He was explaining here, Apostle Paul, the elders to let them know that uh, there were going to come a time where false teachers was going to be a threat. uh, And he repeatedly warned against them. You can see it in Mark as well. We're going to go to Mark 13 a little bit later and talk about that. But I just want to let you know, not only Paul faced this, not only the apostles faced this, but his protege, Timothy, faced this. And I'm saying to you uh, as a believer today, and you will face this, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus Uh, All that will live godly uh, shall suffer persecution. So if you live in godly, you can look for the attack to come. You can look for false teaching to be presented. And we need to refute it. And we need to open up our Bibles and recite the correct scriptures to combat these damnable hearsays. Okay. And so we need to say what God has said and stop repeating what other folks are saying. All right. False teachers uh, is a problem. It has been a problem, not only in our day, but it was a problem in the apostles day. We're still in the church age. It was a problem then. And it's a problem now. All right. And so we just want to let you know, uh, church leaders have a heavy responsibility. Hmm? And we must understand the church belongs to God. It don't belong. It belongs to God. And uh, we shouldn't, uh, <clears throat> we should avoid this erroneous teaching. We shouldn't be electing leaders in the church. Uh because they are popular or um, 
or they'd be allowed their way to push their way to the top. Promotion comes from God. Uh, and they, you know, and, and they should be chosen um, uh, because of their teaching of the truth uh, in the doctrine and in their personal life. It's one thing to be re reciting a bunch of scriptures, talking real good, talking loud, but ain't saying nothing or ain't living a nickel worth of nothing. But we must not only be hearers of God's word, but we must also be doers of his word also. And so we're going to appoint leaders in the church. We got to make sure that they're not only uh, word, uh, uh, have word ability and be able to have word adaptability, but they must also be living the life uh, of what they teach. In other words, you know, preach and live and teach and preach according to what they live and teach. You know, it's one thing to say, do what I say and not as I do. But if we're going to really uh, be governed and govern the church and walk according to the apostles walk, we must be an example. Okay. Not only to uh, those among us, but to others that don't know Christ. And because the Bible said we're, uh, living epistles known and read of all men. So people may not pick up a Bible, but they need to see uh, a godly, uh, fulfilled life active, you know, uh, before them. And not just saying I'm saved, not just saying I'm, you know, I believe God, but there's no works. And so it's very, very important to combat, combat these false teachings. We must live the life. Okay. Cause people now saying ain't nobody say people now saying, you know, uh, I don't know who to believe. Well, according to Isaiah 53, I'm going to believe the Lord report. All right. I don't care what other folks say. According to Joshua 24 and 15, he said, if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, he said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so those are some scriptures that we need to take a look at because when we talk about leaving God, it's not an option because you've been hurt because you upset because you and your feelings, you don't like how things are going and it don't seem to be, you know, Oh Lord, have mercy. It doesn't seem to be going in your favor. Just understand that as long as you have favor with God, don't worry about having favor, uh, you know, with all these other entities. Because Jesus, when he got favor, when Jesus, the Bible says he had grew with wisdom, knowledge, understanding, he had favor with God, and he also had favor with man. Okay? And so when we seek to please God, uh, we will get the approval from God to be able to deal with whatever we need to deal with. When we try to please man, we no longer become the servants of God. All right. And so we're going to say praise the Lord to each and every one of you that are joining in with us today. So we ask that you would share this link uh, with other uh, believers and church members so they can know we're on the air now so they can come on. Some, some may um, have slipped by them what time. So if you can go ahead and share this link now, 
to uh, the saints and those that, uh, you know, listen to the broadcast. Go ahead and share that link now because we're getting ready to get into the thick of it. All right. So we're going to get ready to get into this. Now let us get ready to get into it. We're in First uh, Timothy chapter 4. All right. For those of you that just came on, we're in First Timothy chapter 4. And we read uh, 4 and 1 to about 5. Okay. So I'm going to read First uh, Timothy 4 and 1 and 2. He says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and to doctrine of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Okay. Now, when somebody's conscience is seared, uh, there's no more sensitivity. You know, our previous Sunday school lesson was talking about being sensitive to the Lord. We're not going to talk on that, but I just want to bring up a point of view out of that. When you shear it, when 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 uh, somebody take uh, a hot branding iron or something, and you shear your uh, a certain part of your body, if you've ever had a burn, you lose sensitivity in that area. Okay, and so this is what happened to believers when uh, they uh, dib and dabble around with and embrace this false teaching they become sheer, okay? And then they will leave the truth and they will believe a lie before they will the truth. And let me tell you why. Because uh, it will begin to take root in their lives and it will begin to draw them, you know, and they'll draw others and disciples unto themselves. Now, you'll see it in Acts 20 and 28, but we're not going to get into that just yet. We just, you know, laying it out here for you to explain to you the danger, you know, the dangers of false teaching and why leaving God is not an option. You need to stay with it and you need to trust and believe God's holy word. God has a plan for your life. And his plan will see you through, all right? Because of Philippians 4 and 6, say, he which had begun a good work in you, he shall perform it. Jesus warned the disciples and the apostles also repeatedly. He warned them in Mark. He The apostles warned them in Acts. You'll see it in Thessalonians. You'll also see it in Peter. We're going to get all those scriptures hopefully later on. All right, in 2 Peter chapter 3, you'll see it. But now let's take a look here. The danger that Timothy faced in Ephesus, it came from certain people that was in the church. This is where this is the alarming thing. When I did this study here, we think a lot of false doctrine is going to come from people from the outside. That ain't how it works. Now, we're going to go to Acts. I'm going to go to Acts 20 and go with me. I'm going to show you where it's going to come from. And if you're looking for the devil to come from the outside, think again. All right? Because a lot of time we think the devil just going to come from, you know, 
he gonna come come from across town and cause some problems. No, that ain't what the book told us. We need to read our Bible. Some of us, it's the devil sitting right next to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to put it, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. Sometimes the devil is sitting right there, right in the midst of you, just like Judas was. But we ain't going to talk about Judas either today. We want to talk about this false doctrine. Let us talk about it today. Let's go to Acts 20. I'm going to go to Acts 20. And we're going to go to uh, Acts 20. And uh, I'd like to get, so you can get the story. I'd like to get uh, Acts 20 and 25. Now go with me to Acts 20 and 25. I want you to take a look here. Now, Apostle Paul talks here. And he was sharing, he was giving his farewell uh, to the elders at Ephesus here. But as he gets ready uh, to make his... uh, Departure, he shares here a very, very important principle of why leaving God is not an option and we need to stay with this. All right. He says, uh, and I'm just starting in the middle here. I don't have a lot of time to read all the scripture, but in your study time, just take a look at the entire chapter of uh, 20, 20th chapter of Acts. I'm going to start at verse number 25. And now behold, I know that ye all among whom I'm gone have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Paul says, wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Paul says here, I'm pure from the blood of all men. I'm not guilty of shedding blood. I'm not guilty of backbiting. I'm not guilty of doing anything that's ungodly. I'm pure Hmm? from the blood of all men. And he shares this with them to bring a very, very important point across to them. He says, and he says here, he said, for I have not, verse number 27, he said, for I have not shone to declare unto you all the counsel of God. This is why, you know, leaving God is not an option. We need to stay with this. We need to stay on board because we need to declare the whole counsel of God. Some uh, leaders, pastors, teachers, preachers, they only want to deal with certain things. They want to deal with certain things they want to deal with. They want to deal with sin. They don't want to deal with no problems in the church. They want to deal with prosperity and let us shout, let us go to heaven. And I'm so glad that's not how it works. My friend, Jesus had to deal with the whole man. Praise God. Double H O L L Y. Okay. Because God wants the soul of man to be saved. If you go to Ezekiel 18, he said, soul of the father and the soul of the son is mine. But he said, a soul that sent it, it shall die. And so we have to share the whole counsel of God, according to Apostle Paul, Apostle to the Gentiles here, because we want you to be heaven bound. And leaving God is not an option uh, because you need the whole counsel of God. Look at this. He's having, he says, for I have not shunned, I have not, uh, he said, for I have not 
shine to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Verse number 28, Acts 20 and 28. He says, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock. This is not just to the believers, uh, uh, the uh, parishioners, but this is to the leaders, praise God, that's uh, leading these flocks, praise God. He said to yourselves and to the parishioners, to the to the, to the lay members, praise God, to you and to the lay members. But he takes, take special note to 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God why? Which he had purchased with his own blood. Verse number 29. Take special note. Paul says here, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in, not sparing the flock. Also of your own self shall uh he says, also of your own self shall men arise. He says, also of your own self. Do that sound like somebody coming from the outside? Leaving God is not an option. You got people, oh, Lord, have mercy. You got people right in the church. And the bishop can be preaching uh, uh, you to heaven. And you got somebody that'll sit up there that's got some demons in there and they'll say they don't believe nothing the pastor's saying. And you got to get away from that person. You got to stay with this gospel and stay on board because the church is your only ticket to heaven. Now we, what I mean by that God, uh, he presented the church and he placed the church here for this dispensation so that we can, uh, have relationship with him uh, through the death, burial, and resurrection, through repentance, through believing, repenting, and being baptized in water in Jesus' name and having the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance, having a Holy Ghost experience, praise God. Don't let nobody tell you you don't need the Holy Ghost because you need the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus told Nicodemus in St. John 3 and 5, he said, marvel not, you must be born again. Hmm? Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he can no wise enter into the kingdom of God. Don't let nobody tell you that God is not able to save. He's able to save you. And he's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Now, I want to say to you here, I don't want to give you too much here, but I want to lay this out here because there's a lot of false doctrine out here. There's a lot of people confused about why these apostles were chosen in the first place. 
and they were chosen by God so they can declare unto you the whole counsel of God. Hmm? You know, if you look at the Israelites, there were 12 nations, praise God. If you look in the church, there were 12 apostles, praise God. 12 stones, 12 foundations, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. All right, take a look at this now. I'm trying to help you out here. He says here in verse uh, 29, take special note. He says, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And he says here, also of your own self shall men rise, arise, speak in perverse things. Why? To draw away disciples after them. If God has given you a work, you don't have to steal sheep. You got people sitting right under the leader. And the only thing they doing, they waiting on an opportunity. Oh, Lord, have mercy. They're waiting on an opportunity to steal sheep and overthrow leadership. That is not the way to be blessed, praise God. You don't have to undermine your pastor. You don't have to talk against your leader. You don't have to try to gain the trust of others. You know what happened to David, his son, Absalom. That was a great conspiracy, praise God. Why? Because, oh, Lord, have mercy. Leaving God is not an option for you. You've been uh, in this thing too long. God has uh, revealed himself to you, made himself known to you. You need to know that there's going to be some rise up. That's not the... That's not the only thing. Let's let us take a look at verse 30. Also of your own self shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw disciples away, draw away disciples after them. He says, therefore watch. This is why, you know, we need to watch. Paul says, and remember that by the space of three years, I've ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So this was an urgent matter for believers. And we today, we sitting around, you know, Lord have mercy, drinking lemonade and uh, having a good time. But we need to encourage all believers to stand guard against false teaching, false doctrine, false disciples, deception, Huh? And we need to declare the whole counsel of God. We're going to go back to our next uh, scripture. We're still in first uh, Timothy chapter four. We're going to, we're going to go back to that because he says here, the spirit speak it express. This is the same Paul here. Uh, giving guidelines for teaching to the younger pastor, Timothy. And he says here, the spirit speaking expressly. And I want to say this, Timothy faced this danger in the Ephesus church and certain people, they followed Greek philosophers and they taught, <laughs> you know, the body was evil and that only the soul mattered. 
you see the kind of foolishness that people come up with when people sitting right in the church and they'll tell you, you know, it's the inside that matter. What do you mean the inside that matters? Only the inside matter. God want you, you as a whole individual to be saved. And Paul said, I saw another law in Romans seven. I saw another law working in my members. Huh? And so there's a dual nature going on and that nature has to be subdued by the Holy ghost. I don't want to get too excited today, but I'm just trying to teach you the principles, you know, of the reason why you need the Holy ghost, your flesh and your spirit ain't going to act right without the Holy ghost. You need a, you need a Holy God. You need the Holy spirit to govern you. Jesus told the disciples, it's needful that I go away because if I don't go away, the comforter will not come. All right. But he did let them know that when the comforter did come, what it was going to do. Oh Lord, have mercy. I'm going to have to get it. Let me just, uh, let us go here. I want to go here because sometimes, you know, I want you to think I'm just saying this, but we're going we gonna to show it to you because I think you need to take a look at it. All right. Let me just, uh, let me just read it for you. All right. Let's go to St. John chapter 14. St. John chapter 14. All right. All right, St. John chapter 14, verse number 22. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Mm. Jesus answered and said, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and we will come unto him and will make and make our bow with him. He that loveth me and keepeth not my sayings and the word which he hears not mine, but the father which sent me. He says, these things have I spoken unto you being present with you, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. So peace I leave with you and I give unto you now as the world giveth. Give I unto you. He said, let not your heart be troubled. And he said, neither be afraid. Okay. He tells them there. He tells them, uh, don't be afraid. All right. He lets them know not to be afraid. I'm saying to the people of God, don't be afraid because of all these things that are, that are going out. All right. You know, cause there's a lot of things that's going out. St. John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come unto you. So he let you know that he was going to give you the comforter and you don't have to be comfortless. Okay. It's very, very important. He says in St. John 14 and one, not to let your heart be troubled. Just take a look at it. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. 
and he'll come again and receive you unto myself. And he said, where I am, you may be there also. Now, God, he did all this work so that we can be in the body of Christ. And he gives these 12 apostles the authority. Peter stood up with the 11 and the rest of the apostles on the day of Pentecost. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And 2 and 36, it says, therefore, let the household, all the household of Israel, not some of the household of Israel, but 2 and 36 said, let all, let, let, oh, let me, oh, he said, therefore, know assuredly, let all the household of Israel know it assuredly that that same Jesus whom you have crucified, he had now made him both Lord and Christ. And the Bible says, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter stood up and the rest of the 11. And he said on the day of Pentecost, repent. Leaving God is not an option. All you have to do, all you need to do is repent. Don't leave God when you can, the option is to repent. And sometimes people are falling People are leaving God. People are erring. People are getting involved with all types of false teaching when all they have to do is fall prostrate before God and repent of that thing and stay with it and stay on board and let God continue to, you know, strengthen and build them in the kingdom of God. But instead, they will believe a lie before they will the truth. And Paul was giving this uh, instruction to Timothy and to the other uh, Titus and to these other leaders, letting them know the danger that they were going to face facing these false teachers. Okay. And the Greeks and the philosophers, they taught that the body was evil. Hmm. Look at this. And the only thing matter was the soul. Isn't that, isn't that something? What people said now, you know, uh, you know, these false teachers, you know, we ain't going to bother that. You know, we ain't going we ain't going to deal with nothing, you know, that, you know, has to deal with some working out your soul salvation with fear and trembling. Only thing we're going to deal with, only thing we want to deal with is, uh, you know, uh, pay your tithes and let's shout and have a good time. And we on our way to heaven. That ain't what the apostles had to deal with. They had to talk about these witches and warlocks that was giving out false doctrine and they had to stand against it and they had to declare the whole counsel of God. And, 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 and this is what they were doing. They refused these Greek philosophers. They, they refused to believe that God was the God of creation was good. Hmm? They refused to believe that the God of creation was good. I mean, you got some people, Oh Lord, have mercy. They believe in God, but they don't believe God created the heavens and the earth. How, how, how crazy is that? But this is why we need teaching. Because if you go to Genesis, it tells you plainly, in the beginning, God created. Hmm? You go to John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And, oh, Lord, have mercy. Without God was not anything made that was made. So how are you going to have except one? Uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. These false teachers are something else. 
You're going to believe some of the Bible, but you ain't going to believe all the Bible. These 66 books, praise God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New, 66 books. Oh, Lord, that's comprised into one book. And the Bible said all scripture. Oh, y'all getting me stirred up now. It's given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, uh, reproof and correction, instruction, and in righteousness that the man of God may be oh, perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Y'all getting me stirred up today, praise God. I want to let you know. They faced this in their time, and we're going to face it today, and we need to encourage people that because of this pandemic, people have backslidden, they can come back to God. Don't feel like because you got weak and stopped coming to church and you start putting your pants back on and you didn't start back to drinking, you didn't start back smoking dope, you can be saved, praise God. I want to let you know that leaving is not an option and it's not too late for you to turn around. Stay with God, stay with it, stay on board, and let God continue to bless you but you need to repent. Don't let people trick you and bewitch you. He said in Galatians, who had bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. Paul said this in Galatians. In Galatians, oh Lord have mercy. Chapter three, he said, oh foolish Galatians, who had bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. I want to say this to you, my friend. And I just want to encourage the people of God. We must warn. Jesus warned these apostles repeatedly. He warned them against the dangers of this stuff about false teachers and uh, the influence that people have on other people. Young people got to be careful of the old people that's not rooted and grounded. Y'all ain't going to say that. Huh? Because you got some people. Lord have mercy. I talked about that deceiving prophet last week. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I talked about it hmm? in first King chapter 13. He, oh Lord, have mercy. The old prophet told the young prophet that I'm a man of God. Huh? And God has spoke to the young prophet and told him specifically. Don't let nobody know which way you're going and where you came from. And don't go back the same way you came. Don't stop, eat, don't drink, don't do nothing. I want you to go and do what I told you. But guess what? He stopped and laid side the tree. And the old backslidden prophet, I call him the backslidden prophet. He asked the boys that saw him do that uh, miracle to the king. And he said, oh, let me go find him. I'm going to go find him. He wasn't even supposed to be talking to him. Praise God. You shouldn't even be talking and bidding people Godspeed if they don't believe God. Praise God. My thing is, if they can believe, they can be helped. I'm not saying, you know, we have to pray. When people hearts are hard, we have to pray that God open up their understanding. We cannot give nobody understanding except God give it to them. I'll give you scripture. The eunuch, Stephen, was led of the spirit of the Holy Ghost to go into the wilderness and share a word of hope to the eunuch. But the eunuch said out of his own mouth, I cannot understand. I need somebody to teach me, praise God. And so if there's not a willingness to be taught, 
God is going to have to open up the understanding. You can beat them across the head with the Bible all you want to, but you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. Praise God. And so we need to teach faithful men that they may teach others also, according to Titus. Uh, Timothy here. But let's take a look here. Let's take a look here. He says here, and I want I want to, I'm getting ready to finalize this because I we're gonna have to go into uh we're gonna have to go into next week because this is a long study here. But we're gonna do a part two, possibly a part three on this, uh, talking about uh leaving God is not an option. We're getting into the leaving God part. We're getting ready to get there because there's so many people. The Bible talks about the spirit speaking, expressing in the latter times, some shall depart from faith. You got people from everywhere defecting from God. You got preachers and pastors closing up their parish. You know, they're closing up their churches. They said the people are too difficult to deal with. Hmm? Look at this. But we must understand that God wanted these teachings to be taught. It's one thing to believe, but it's another thing, amen, to become, amen, uh, a participant and also making it applicable to your life what's been told or taught to you, okay? Information is just information. If the information is not applied, it's just information stored on a drive. Just look at your brain as being a hard drive. It's just sitting there. If the word of God is in your mind and it's just not doing anything, scripture says in Psalms there, 119, he said, for wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed there unto the word of God. It must be practiced. It must be lived. Just to say, I know what the Bible says. You got a lot of people. So, so much deception out there. I know what the Bible say. Okay, but you know what the Bible say, but you're not doing it. Okay. You know what the Bible says, you know, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman her own husband. But you got somebody else's husband or somebody else's wife. What don't we understand about, oh, Lord have mercy, about avoiding? So to know and not do, the Bible said he that know it to do good and do it did not. To him, it is a sin. So you mean to tell me you know better and you ain't doing no better? Praise the Lord. I'm not on my soapbox today. I'm just teaching as the Lord direct me in the Holy Ghost today. But I want to say to you today, my friend and believers that are out there, it's not enough that a teacher appears to know what he's talking about but he must be disciplined and he must live a moral life. Enough of that. You got people teaching and preaching and ain't living a nickel worth of nothing. I'm going to say it. It's more than just talking about this word. You know, I wouldn't even be on here. If I'm not living right, I wouldn't even be on here. I'd be listening to somebody teach me. Praise God. Because I'd be the one in need of help. Praise God. And so my thing is, this is where we need to, this is where we need to reckon with. We need to reckon with these things that the church has been wrestling with for years. And it's just been buried under the rumble, rubble of uh, Christendom or we having church, you know, 
Everybody wants to have church, but they don't want to deal with sin. If you're going to have church, you got to deal with sin. And sin means to have to transgress against God's law. All right. Sin is not who what I say it is, but it's what God say it is. All right. And so a lot of time we want to make this sin and make that sin. But sin is what the Bible say it is. Transgression against God's law. And if God said fornication and adultery is a sin, that's what it is. You ain't, you can get mad with me if you want to, but I'm stating what God said. And if God said homosexuality or, you know, any infeminate person or some backbiter, some liar, some hypocrite, you know, the person that's so discord, you know, Proverbs 6 says 16, do the Lord hate, yea, seven is an abomination. He that soared discord. Praise God. So I'm going to cover all of it. I ain't going to just cover some of it. I'm going to deal with the whole nine yards. Praise God. And I ain't going to just deal with homeless. I'm going to deal with the whole nine yards. Because righteousness shall exalt the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We're getting ready to get out of here. I want to say this. A believer, the teacher, the believer, uh, a saved individual, not only should know what they're talking about, but they need to be disciplined and moral. Okay. And when you say you're speaking for God, if your words contradict the Bible, then uh, we're going to get into it in John there. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to close out with John. Let's go to first John four. Cause anytime somebody's conflicting with what the Bible say, I'm going to let the Bible do the talking. Let's go to first John four. And then we're going to get out of here. All right. Let's go to first John four. We're not even nowhere. We haven't even scratched the surface of this. Uh, leaving God is not an option, but we're going to get to it. Just stay with us. Cause we'll be back on Wednesday at one o'clock on video on YouTube and Facebook if the Lord's will, and we'll be broadcasting video. All right. And that'll be our part two. And uh, maybe Friday we'll do our prayer and then maybe we'll go into part three. Cause we really, we really need this. I, well, at least I do. Praise God. I can't speak for nobody else. We need this type of teaching in the day and hour we live in. Let us go to 1 John 4 and 1. He says here, and we got to distinguish the truth from false teaching. And you ain't going to know the truth from false teaching if you ain't studying your Bible. 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have to make sure we rightly divide the word of God by comparing scripture with scripture. All right. All right. Let us take a look here in first John four and one. It says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. He says here, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are, of God because many false prophets are gone out into the world. All right. Let me keep reading here. I just want to get down to four here. And he says, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Now this is how you know. Now the scripture said this is how you know. He says, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit 
that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of, a, is of God. Hmm? So if you ask an individual, do you believe Jesus, the son of God, came in the flesh? Do you believe Jesus came in the flesh? You got some people don't believe that God came in the flesh. And the Bible clearly tells you God was manifested in the flesh. Huh? Huh? He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels and he was received up in the glory. In 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy 3 and 16, was, you know, I'm just saying if you read them both, you, you'll see in 2 Timothy, I believe. Let me just get it real quick. I just want to get it. Then we're going to read this out. I got to go back again. I want to go. Uh, I want to go here. I'm going to read both of these. 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. All right. 1 Timothy 3 and 16. It says here, and without controversy. Hmm? Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. What you going to do with that? But we say we believe some of the scripture. We don't believe everything. And we leave God because we say, well, it's too confusing. I don't believe, you know. But because you don't believe, that don't make the faith of God a none effect. Leaving God is not an option. He says in uh, Matthew 11 and about 23 down to about 25, he tells them to take the yoke of God upon you and learn. If you don't know, it's an opportunity to learn, praise God. It's an opportunity to receive and be taught properly, praise God. When I went to, oh, Lord have mercy. When I took up my major in business and when I went to college, oh, Lord have mercy. Just because, Lord have mercy, you didn't believe something, that didn't make it not be true. Praise God. And they had to teach us the concepts of how to operate and run a business. We have to teach people the first principles and the oracles of God. And just because they have a hard time understanding or receiving it, we have to be able to have enough patience, love, and the wisdom of God to be able to go to the scriptures and let God direct us in what scriptures to give them and not give them too much and not give them too little. Praise God. But give them just what thus said the Lord. And this is what Philip did when he went and talked to the eunuch in the desert. And so leaving God is not an option uh, because you messed up, uh, because something didn't go right, or because your church been closed for three or four months. There's other churches open. You can be saved. I'm not telling you to leave your ministry. What I'm saying is if you've left that ministry and you ain't going back to it, you need to go back to God. Praise God. You need to go somewhere where the apostles teaching is being taught, which is one Lord, one faith and one baptism. Praise God. And all ain't no three gods. It ain't but one God. You'll see it in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse number four. He says, hear ye, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now I'm teaching the apostolic faith today, you know, and that's what, that's all I know. And that's all that's out there. But we 
you know, we grab all this other stuff. Paul talked about it in Galatians 1 and 6. Though we are an angel come preaching any other gospel than that which you have received, let them be a curse. And so we should be teaching what the apostles gave to uh, the body of believers on the day of Pentecost. And that, that same message, praise God, should be going forth today. We shouldn't be talking about, oh, Lord, no, oh, Lord, talking about some father, son. I'm baptizing you in the name of the father, son, Holy Ghost. It's Jesus. According to Acts 4 and 12, it said, neither is there salvation in none other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Everybody I see that was baptized, you know, was baptized in the name of Jesus. So I don't know where you're getting all this other stuff from. You having trouble serving one God, how you going to serve three? Praise God. You having a hard time just obeying the one that said live holy. You know, let me get on out of here. I got to get out of here. Now I'm going to go back. Uh, I did first Timothy three and 16. Let's go second Timothy. I want to just read it again. I just thought it was very, very good. They were read second Timothy three and 16. Cause you got some people, they want to say, Oh, I just only believe the red writing. Second Timothy three and 16 says here, all scriptures given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for in correction. I'm sorry, it's proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All right. He tells them to preach the word, be instant in season. When they want to hear, when they don't want to hear. Now I'm over here to 1 John 4. And I'm in verse number 3. Stay with me. We're getting ready to get out of here. He says, and every spirit confesses not that Jesus is coming. The flesh is not of God. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. And now I'm saying what the Bible said. If you ain't confessing mm, that Jesus is coming, the flesh, you are not of God. The Bible says it. So I can say it. All right. And look at this now. And he says here, uh, and this is the spirit of Antichrist. People looking for Antichrist, and the spirit of Antichrist is already working. We looking for Antichrist to have a body. The Bible didn't say he would have a body. <laughs> Even though he is going to show up, according to Thessalonians. But Antichrist is showing up already. He's sticking his head up through false teaching. He can't, he can't show up while the church is here. So if he shows up while the church is here, you didn't miss the rapture. Oh Lord, have mercy. Let me, oh Lord, have mercy. If Antichrist shows up and the church is still here, you didn't miss the rapture. Lord have mercy. But he's sticking his head up now. Antichrist can't do nothing because he that will let, is going to let till he be taken out of the way. And so while the church is still here, he can't do all that he want to do, but he is working. Let me show you how he's working. Let us take a look at that. Now, stay with me. Please, please come back on Wednesday if the Lord's will. We'll be on YouTube and Facebook on the Faith in God Internet TV. Stay with us.
but I'm going to be here about two more minutes. Stay with me for a minute. He says here, how do we know uh, the spirit of Antichrist? This is how you know. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is coming to flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So we looking for Antichrist to do what? He already in the world. And he already setting up shop. And he doing it through the children of disobedience. Praise God. He working through the children of disobedience. And we say, oh, well, uh, you know, when Antichrist come on board, he, he already working. Oh, Lord have mercy. Let me get out of here. I just feel excited, y'all. When y'all see my voice elevate, it's just I'm excited about the word of the Lord. Now, let us take a look here. He says here, ye are of God, hmm? little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hmm? They that are of the world, therefore, speak it of the world. Hmm. And the world heareth them. Bishop preached something yesterday about hearing praise God this this took me to this scripture are we hearing God or are we hearing Antichrist now you need to be careful about who you listening to because sometimes we said we listening to God but we really ain't doing number listening to Antichrist because we doing everything that satisfies our flesh and when the man of God give us a word to help us uh in our spirit and then help us to deny the flesh, then we get mad and we think somebody talking about us, throwing off on us, or we think somebody getting down, scolding us. We need to grow up. Praise God. And we need to get out of this uh, spiritual immaturity stage and we need to grow up so we can go on to perfection. Not laying again the dead. Oh Lord, not laying again the works of repentance. You know, praise God but we need to go on to perfection saints. He says they are of the world for they speak it of the world and the word here world hear them. He says we are of God and he that knoweth God hear us. This is what Bishop was getting at yesterday. When I went through the scripture, if I'm not going to hear the Bishop, praise God. If I'm not going to hear the pastor, Bishop Murchison, if I'm not going to hear these pastors and leaders, but I'm going to believe somebody sitting out in the pews, Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You've been bewitched, praise God. You sitting under your bishop and you listening to somebody that don't have, Lord. oh, Lord, have mercy, that ain't hearing from God. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Let me get on out of here. I hope I said something to encourage you today. But I want to encourage the saints, stay with it. Leaving God is not an option. Stay with it and stay on board, praise God. He said, we are of God, and he that knoweth God hear us, and he that is not of God hear not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And so I'm going to stop right there, and we're going to pick this back up. You know, I want to explain it to you. We're going to get back uh, into this. You know, there's nothing sinful 
or evil that can exist in God's presence. Hmm? And so we have to remember, God does not condone sin. He does not excuse sin. Praise God. It needs to be repented for. Okay? We can, we can make a mistake. We can err. We can fall away. We can uh, uh, do things deliberately. But guess what? The antidote and the remedy is repentance. You talking about they did it too. And, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't repent. They didn't get their self together. You can't go on all that. You got to go on the word. And the Bible said, renew them again. If they fall away, renew them again to repentance. And that's what we're here doing today. And so we're here to let you know, if you left God, come back to God. Leaving God is not an option. If you've left the ministry and you want to come back, you can come back. If you don't want to go back to that same ministry, they wasn't teaching you truth and you want to be more enlightened, you know, go to that leader or that pastor, pick up the phone and call them. We in a time of COVID, pick up the phone and have a discussion and say, well, pastor, you know, I've learned, you know, through some other Bible studies, you know, uh, you know, that deals with only scripture based teaching only. I realize that, Hey, you know, I need, you know, uh, the oneness teaching and Hey, you know, I can't, I can't survive under this false doctrine. You know, tell the truth, you know, just don't, you know, don't, you know, just don't make, you know, don't leave hurting. And this is the problem we have in church. People leave one place hurting and they end up in another place hurting and they never can heal because they still hurting. And so I want to let you know, you can come back to God. You stay with it, stay on board just because, um, you pick up and God enlightens you, give you a better understanding of the word of the Lord. And you go under the one that's teaching. That's, you know, that's a God decision, you know, and I tell you, uh, it's very, very important that you make that choice today. If you know it only is only one God, why are you sitting under three God teaching? If you know that the baptism in Jesus' name is right, why are you sitting under ministry where they're baptizing them under three gods? You know the truth. You know, you know it's going to be very, very difficult to sit under a ministry that's not teaching truth when you know truth. And so I'm saying to you, if you're in that condition, you're in that predicament, you need to make a decision. And I want to share to you today that you need to trust God, let God lead and guide you, let God direct you. But leaving God is not an option. Don't leave God because you found out there's only one God. Don't leave God because you found out uh, the preacher had three wives and, oh, Lord have mercy, and, and, and he only supposed to have one. Praise God. If he not going to repent, he not going to get himself together. You need to go somewhere where uh, people are living what they preach and teach. Because ain't no sense in you going to hell from the church. And I know a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to leave the church because I don't want to go to hell from the church. No, don't do that. Because you can be saved even if that person that's doing wrong don't never repent. You can be saved. 
And so I want to let you know there is hope for you in Christ Jesus. Stay with it, stay on board, and let God richly bless you. I hope I said something uh, to encourage you today. Uh, I just want to let you know that I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. We want to say God bless you. We hope uh, that this teaching on our daily bread today has been a spiritual enlightenment and a spiritual enrichment and that you have received our deeper biblical perspective. And so with no further ado, I am your host, your humble servant, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name. Oh, holy Lamb. Precious lamb. So much I owe. To you, O Lord. You sacrificed your life for me. Give me praise. I give you praise. I will be joined. Saying, holy, oh precious name, in you there's joy, in you there's peace, almighty Savior, come on, my soul loves you, come on, oh holy lamb, So much I owe to you, O oh Lord. You sacrifice your life for me. I give you praise. I give you praise. I'm a holy lamb. So much I Oh!